0: Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports with your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is Coach Perry. I am here at the FCA Training Center in East Tennessee with my main man, Coach T. Coach T, how you doing?
1: I'm good. What's up? Not much. Not much. much. Sunny outside. It's nice. Yeah. It's real nice. First of March. It's starting to get warm. That lake's going to start coming up. Yep. Ooh, I'm
0: excited. We got some flowers at my house. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Hey, today we are
0: talking about... uh, Talking. Yeah. We're going to talk about talking. It's what we do. Oh. What we just did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we're we talking about, uh, well, let's just get into this thing. Coach T, you ever drop the ball? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Typically what happens when, when we drop it, especially if it's public, everybody talks about it. Mm-hmm. And then they talk to somebody else about mm-hmm. it. Yep. And then that somebody else talks to somebody else about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we never actually talk to the actual person we just talk about the person right uh so we want to kind of deal with that from a coach's perspective of of talking about people talking about situations talking about circumstances instead of just actually dealing with them one-on-one so what
1: happens when we talk about people nothing good (laughs) i can tell you that right now i mean that's the problem is like. It's like you talk about somebody, eventually it gets around to them, yeah, eventually it will, um, and when you haven't addressed that to them automatically, even if it even if even if it's not in a malicious way,
0: yeah, even you know. if it's something good i mean i i I was just thinking about that, even if I'm talking about somebody good, I have this athlete, he is so good, he's this, he's that, well, I didn't encourage the athlete, right, no. I just hopped him up to somebody else.
1: And even if it's something like, okay, I've I've got a freshman that is obviously not saying that I do, but for instance, maybe I do, for instance, uh, you got a freshman or something that is, you know, immature because he's a freshman, obviously, um, in a lot of ways. And if you're just constantly talking and gossiping about him to your coaches, you never actually f- fix the issue. And eventually that gets around to him. And even if it's not, a, it's like, oh, hey, he's immature because he's a freshman. It's that's understood. what freshmen do. Yeah, exactly.
0: That, that's one of their superpowers. But it's,
1: It absolutely is. But as soon as it gets around to them, it becomes malicious immediately. Oh, coach doesn't like me. Oh, coach does is criticize me because of this? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, it also shades the view of the person you're talking to, right?
0: So, so if I'm talking to you about one of my athletes or one of my coaches, then when you come in contact with that athlete or coach, it's it, it, no matter how you're just going to be shaded. Uh, it may not be obvious. I mean, you may not approach them in that negative sense that I talked about them, but but it's still your view of them just from the get-go is going to be a bit shaded because I just do mess on them.
1: Right. Well, and I think that's up to us a little bit to kind of, I think, work on not being so biased even if we, if we do know some information about, you know. I, I like to take people, maybe this is not a good thing, but I like to take people for, you know, how they approach me. You know, if I have if I have another coach that is nothing, you know, everybody else thinks he's a butthole, but he's great to me. We're we're you know, it's kind of what I have to go off of. I don't know if that's a good outlook to to see it. That's just kind of initially I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I, I think a that's a really good way to
0: approach it. Is is just give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you know, somebody you know you may have come in contact with. Coach Joe and Coach Joe just had a terrible day. You right. Know, his dog bit him as he was leaving the house. He had a flat tire. He ran out of gas. Uh he got a ticket for Jaywalking and then you meet him at the coffee shop right after he spilled twelve ounce caramel mocha in his crotch. Right. <laughs> he probably he's probably not gonna come across as ex
1: exactly and friendly. And, yeah,
0: you know, and sometimes we don't know what somebody's been through. You know, and and there are people that have bad days and and it comes out. Everybody. I do do that. Everybody. Uh, uh, Yeah. There are people who have bad lives. Yeah. And they're just bad people. Yeah. I mean, all three of those are the case. Dealing with them in their day, in their life, and in their badness is different than talking about them behind their back. Right. Uh, And especially if we're talking about, as coaches, we're talking about athletes and the influence we have is just huge. Um, you know, we 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 mention this quite often. I remember the coach that poured into my life. Uh, I do too, and I hold him in very high regard. A lot of people didn't like him. <laughs> a lot of people thought he was a ball. right? right? Uh, but he wasn't to me. He he changed the trajectory of my life, and that's what I have to go. And I can listen to the mosquitoes. That don't like him, or or I can just take. Hey, this is what he did for me.
1: Right, and a lot of times, a lot of times I'll, I'll I'll take that in consideration. It's like okay, he might be a butthole to everybody else, but he's not to me. Yeah, it's like okay, well, I know, I know, if he becomes a butthole to me, this is why. Yeah, you know. Well, okay, that's fine. I already knew that.
0: Yeah. So so as take a coach, it's it's when worth. we are talking about you know, we're going to influence that athlete. And, and like you said, eventually it's, it's going to get back to them. Yeah. Eventually they're going to hear somebody talking in the lunchroom. Oh, coach Perry said this. Oh, coach Perry's never said that to me. Then he's going to come across in a negative way to me. And that and that's going to tear that relationship. Well, and even if it doesn't,
1: even if it, even if it's not, um, it's just like, well, why doesn't he tell me that I could fix that. If he just tell me, Yeah, you know,
0: well, and I think that's one of the points in this conversation is is don't avoid tough conversations. Yeah, you know, we we avoid the conversations that we just don't want to have. Um, so talk about face to face with a person if, if there's a struggle, talk face to face to that person about the topic or subject that's obviously being avoided.
1: And I think a lot of t- I think sometimes people will surprise you more than you think. And I've had a few tough conversations where it's like before the tough conversations I'm dreading it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be miserable. But then I start to have the conversation. I had one a couple weeks ago. I just had it going a couple weeks ago. And then when I have the conversation, it's like, oh wow, they took that a whole lot. They understood. They understood where I was coming from. They took that a whole lot better than I was expecting. And it might help them. It might not.
0: You know. Whatever. But if you don't have the conversation, it can't help them. And and I guess that's the thing is is we're avoiding having some of those conversations, and I would also stress conversations. You know, not shouting matches, not pointing fingers, not but just sit down and have those conversations with coaches and athletes. And if you know you're avoiding something, it's probably something that you need you need to get head on.
1: Well, and conversation means you're listening too. Yes, I mean it's not it's you know it could not be a shouting match, but it could be me just you know drilling this person maybe I'm not getting loud I'm not getting angry about it but I'm just not giving them an opportunity to speak I'm not actually listening to what they're saying and so it goes both ways of of you know if you want them to listen to you you have to be able to listen to them yeah
0: so let's I mean this may make the podcast a little longer but let's just take a scenario I got a kid who's slacking off in practice Mm -hmm. Uh, now As a coach, if I see him slacking off in practice, he's probably going to work a little harder when I'm looking at him. So if I see it, everybody else sees it. You know, his teammates are seeing it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Now, I can talk about that, you know, with the coaches, and we can just dog on the kid. Um, I can have a team meeting and just call him out in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. I can just pull the kid aside and just ask a simple question. What do you want to get out of this sport? And listen. You know, and and if he's on it, and then that gives me this conversation, well, if that's what you want to get out, I mean, if you want to play at the next level, here's what you need to do. Yeah. And and well, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. I'll You know, you need to stay after practice and shoot free throws. You know, you need a workout routine that helps with your explosiveness or your jump or your, you know, whatever sport it is, your backhand in tennis. Yeah. Probably can't help with that.
1: Oh, I definitely can't.
0: No, I've seen you play tennis. It's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty no. bad. Uh, not as bad as basketball. Not as bad as golf. But have those conversations and and be helpful. Use the influence there instead of just going to the back room of the coach's office and saying, that dude is a slacker. He sucks.
1: And the coach's office turns into the local salon. It just becomes <laughs> gossip. You know, that's not what we want. No. We no. don't want the local salon in our coach's office. Yeah.
0: and I think another place to, to be really careful is and I do this a lot is just thinking out loud. I I'll be uh we were meeting with, with one of our teams just yesterday evening and in the end of practice team team gets together, we break down practice and um I said something, reached over and slapped a kid on the leg he said coach you didn't have to call me out like that <laughs> oh, i didn't even realize I, didn't, it, I didn't mean to Mean too uh it just, it, and it, just it, was, it, was, it was me thinking out loud and i gotta be careful about you know thinking out because usually when you're thinking out loud you're processing information that you're not really ready to talk yep. about yep um you know so you, you know you got to kind of gauge that and be careful with hey i'm thinking out loud here you know sometimes it's just take 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 a second, think about it.
1: Well, I tell my kids that all the time. It's like before you say anything, breathe for a couple of seconds, think about what you're going to say. Is this beneficial or is it not?
0: Yeah. And, and then, as coaches, we got to have hard conversations.
1: Have to. Uh, there's
0: times when you know, you know that you know we're talking at our teams or our athletes instead of to mm-hmm. uh, our coach, our coaches, athletes, and teams. Uh, so we got to we got to be careful about you know if I'm talking at you, you're, you're probably not going to receive it well. If I'm talking to you,
1: conversation's two way street. Yeah, and I think it's also understanding that every coach has to have com- hard conversations. I think that's one hang up for me is like I, I I feel like when I have to have the hard conversations, I'm like oh I'm just I'm not doing things right then. You're the only one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess our team just sucks or whatever. Or like our team just has a bad attitude. Well, I mean, you just
0: think about coaches. I mean, and I think about this a lot. Phil Jackson coaching the Chicago Bulls back in the day of the conversations he had to have with, I mean, the amount of talent. Yeah. And, And right or wrong. You know, those guys knew they were talented. There there had to be some, of course, ego and swag there. I mean, you're talking Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. You know, he had to have some brutal conversations, I'm yeah. sure, at times. You know, as coaches, you know, coaching a club team with five-year-olds who are never stepped foot on a wrestling mat before, or, you know, a middle school basketball team, our conversations may not be as brutal, but they're just as important. Yeah. Because a lot of those a lot of those conversations are going to influence and impact a kid for the rest of their lives. Uh, they're going to remember what we say and what we do. Yeah, um, and we got to make sure that those two match up. And if I if I really want to influence, that influence can be good. That influence also can be bad. Right. Uh, and
1: talking about them. It's definitely not not creating a good influence. Be a good influence, no,
0: especially in a negative way. So we want to uh, limit our thinking out loud. Make sure we're talking to people, not about people. Um, don't run away from the hard conversations. Uh, typically, I have found the dread of that is worse than the actual event. So just go ahead and get it over with, mm-hmm. and that way you don't have to dread it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- think another one is not let things build up. I've done this before too oh, that kid's killing me, that kid's killing me, that kid's killing me. And then by the time that I actually have a conversation with him, he's already killed me. Yeah. And Uh, I'm just pissed off. Yeah, and then it's just blah. Yeah. It's uh, it's word vomit. Yeah. Uh, And that's not productive for him or for me or for the team. So don't avoid those things. You know, if it's a dreaded conversation,
1: go ahead and get it over with so it's not just
0: weighing on you. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think just like our just like our last one, there's a balance of like, yeah, you have to talk to your coaches about this kid before, but making sure that that conversation goes out of the talking about phase. Yeah, I mean, I got to pass on information. Exactly. You know, hey, how do we
0: how do we want to address this? But I don't have to dog the kid in, in the process exactly. of giving information. Yes. Um, and, and you know, the, there's the old adage of of praise publicly and criticize privately. You know, that I mean, there's times when, you know, I've had athletes who need to be called out. Uh, but that's usually, we've already had three private conversations for you yes. called out publicly. And
1: that way, as soon as I say something, he's like, oh, I'm doing it again. Yeah. Fix that real quick. Yeah. So, should be. Should be the outlook of the athlete.
0: Yeah. But also remember, you know, most of our coaches, our target audience is middle school and high school coaches. You know, we also got to look at who we're talking about. I mean, at that age, from twelve to seventeen, kids are known to do dumb things. Right. It it kind of defines a large portion of them. They're trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's how they learn.
0: They don't. They don't know. You know, a lot of kids don't know what's right until they do something wrong. Yeah. So you know, we can talk about an issue, but just remember, you know, we're talking about a kid that's not fully developed yet. Just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I remind myself a lot that. You know, I was a dumb fourteen-year-old. Me too. Very dumb fourteen-year-old.
1: Me too. Uh, and my
0: kids are fourteen-year-olds, so I can't expect <laughs> them to be much smarter than I was at fourteen.
1: Some of them are. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. I was are. a really dumb fourteen-year-old. A lot of them are. Uh, but
0: but also deal with them and realize who you're dealing with. You know, you know, coaches, staff. You know, if you're dealing with your staff, treat them like adults. Absolutely. Uh, they're the grown men and grown women. Treat them that way, and just have the conversation. Treat people the way uh, it's good. Treat people the way you'd want to be treated.
1: It's the uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I try to attack any situation. Like is like, well, would I want to be braided in this way? No, probably not. Is this going to help me? Probably not.
0: Yeah. Would would it, do I want the coaches in the back back room or the coaches' office just talking about? How dumb I am.
1: Yeah. And I think there is a bit of like, you know, everybody's, every kid is a little bit different. So what you need might not be what they need.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Uh, A few years back, I had two kids. They were the same, pretty much the same weight class. Both of them are very talented, but they received information in two totally different ways. I could Mm yell, get excited with one, and he would just turn it on. And I'd do the same thing to the other one, and it was gone. He was done. It just turned off and and figuring that out and that's a relational issue that's where the more i talk to my athletes versus talking at them i get to know what this kid needs versus what that kid needs and you say well you got to be fair you got to treat them all the same no they're not all the same so treating them all the same is not fair no it's not going to accomplish the goal you No. Know, so talk to them get to know them and then you you can kind of figure out um uh, you know what they need what they need right Uh, and and it also helps you be more influential with them
1: yeah because they know that you care at that point if you've taken the time to understand what makes them tick what gets them excited what what they need in from you then that means that you've taken the time you care enough to actually do that yes and that is huge huge because i mean we've said it plenty of times they don't care how much you know until they know much how much you care yeah and once once they know that you care, that information, that criticism that give they you give them, becomes ten times more important to them.
0: Yeah. And let's be honest, I, I'm an old dude, so I I really understand this. Uh, kids we're coaching middle school and high school, they're growing up in a different world. Um, you know the information that they get, the pressure that they get is is I think so much greater than what I got when I was a kid. You know. I mean, there's just so many things in life now that are so much different um, that they really need coaches who will pour into their lives and talk to them and have conversations and listen because a lot of our kids aren't getting that at home. No. Uh, Some of them are. There's some great parents there. uh, But a lot of them don't have that home environment where they can have – Conversations. Well,
1: the other thing that I've I've learned probably this year is is you know I sometimes you have parents that don't know either, so sometimes those, yeah. sometimes those parents are kind of in that trial and error phase as well. They think that oh this is the best way to handle it when actually it might be the complete opposite, right? It's not the best situation. You know they they might think that it's good to pressure their kids and to put that pressure on to make them better and stuff like that. But then you go to him and talk to him and say, "Hey, he needs a little bit more love." That happens, and then, oh my goodness, yeah. it's completely. I mean, oh, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah, from my parents. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I and that's that's probably a bit of a touchy. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's like you you don't really want to tell parents how to parent, but but they don't know how to handle an athlete this particular they're in the same boat that we are kids don't come
0: to us with a handbook here's how you handle me right exactly (laughs) there's not a you know they're not born with the instructions Um, and let's be honest as men uh, our female coaches probably do a little better but first thing I do when I open up a box is usually throw the instructions away and just try to figure it out right you know and that's not a good way to deal with 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 people with you know I gotta get to know them Mm -hmm. I, I gotta Gotta have conversations. And again, Go it goes
1: back to goes back to, you know, if you care, if the those parents know that you care about their kids, that those parents know that you care about them, then it, I mean, that information becomes a whole lot more important again. Yeah. yeah. And that I mean because I invested my time into this particular athlete and his parents and everything, as soon as I told them that, they were like, Oh, okay, I can do that immediately, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they did right then. Yeah. So it's like Things get accomplished a whole lot more quicker, I think, when you have that relationship with your kids, when you have that relationship with the parents. Yeah, yeah, and and that
0: boils down to just the simple: hey, talk to people, not about them. You know, you know, And we want to make sure as intentional coaches, we're 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 focusing in talking to building relationships, getting to know athletes' parents, so that we can be. Um, I I think it, it makes us better coaches win loss because they're going to play harder for us. Oh, absolutely. But, I, but I, a bigger picture, you know, it, it, the influence increases that we have and that positive impact increases. At the end of the day, I, I want to win championships. I love plaques and medals and trophies. I, I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, what I really want is for that athlete to be a good husband and wife, uh, for them to be uh, good citizens, To to you know, to be the kind of people that I want to move into the house next door to me. Um, you know, on the plaques, you know, that they're gonna get dusty and they're gonna to go to some trophy case and really people aren't gonna pay attention to it ten, twenty years from now. Uh, but that person could
1: change the world. I got the best compliment from one of my athletes and that was that exactly that. It was like, Oh yeah, you build good wrestlers, but you're also building really good people and we all see that and that was like coming from my athlete I was like oh that's so good yeah it made me feel so good cuz i you know as coaches we don't see that very often
0: i had a conversation with a parent it's been a few years ago and they were talking about one of our coaches um and they said i know i could probably take my son to to another coach and he'd make him a better player but i couldn't take him to another coach and make him a better person and i and that's a compliment of like yeah, I want to be a good X's nose coach. Of course. Uh, but I want to coach people, not just coach sport. Mm-hmm. And and that coach coaches people, and that's what we want. And that starts with conversations. It starts with talking to, not at, um, you know, not avoiding tough conversations, um, not following Coach Perry's lead and thinking out loud too much. Right. <laughs> Uh, and and I think it's something we can do. We just got to be intentional about it. So, anything else, Coach T? I
1: think that's it. All right. We hope this was helpful.
0: I think it was. I
1: think it was. I think this is good. Yep. I think um, you know, just like just like everything, I think there's there's a balance of like, hey, you know, if you've got a kid with a problem, address it with your coaches, not in a negative way, but how can we how do we want to address this, and then take it to the kid, yeah, privately. Yes. Yeah. Until it's until been it's, until until it's been understood enough, and that athlete is, you know, you know that athlete well enough to know that they're not going to crumble if I call them out in front of everybody. Yeah.
0: Yep. So hey, that's it. If you got uh, input, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at b perry at fca dot org t perry at fca dot org. You can visit our website kingsportfca.org. dot org. If you love what we're doing, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you uh you can make a donation to us fca.org mm-hmm. kingsportfca.org has a donate button uh we never turn down those we are a faith uh, funded ministry uh trying to impact and influence our our community for the cause of Jesus um so we can use all the help we can get that's right yep all right thanks for joining us we will see you next week uh where we will be back online and uh giving you some more information that we hope is helpful so you wouldn't want to be you
1: thank you for listening to the intentional
0: coach podcast the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports